Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose, a collaboration dedicated to serving the community through the foundation of love, trust, and advocacy for conscious living. Now, here are your hosts, Jennifer Williams and Shauna Gulbrand. Welcome to Hawks and Lavender Rose. I'm Shauna. I'm Jennifer. And this is our guest, Victor Martinez. Wonderful to have you here with us today, Victor. Glad to be here. Before we begin, I just wanted to bring up the fact that today is the Sagittarius new moon. Now, I am a wannabe astrologer and a wannabe astronomer. <laughs> um, another lifetime. But I do follow some pages that bring me some information about each one of the moons. And I wanted to say this because I love the message that came through today. So the Sagittarius new moon affirmation that we could use, if you want to write this down. <clears throat> I trust in my own path. I embrace my truth. I open to my highest good. I know that the part that the path is always unfolding at my feet. I believe in the medicine that I am bringing to the world. Loved that. The medicine. The medicine. Yep, I like am that. supported fully by the universe. And one other one that I want to share with you. I invoke the spirit within me to create stability so that I may act with purpose. I allow blessings into my life with each new step I take. I am inspired by passion and ready to begin anew. In the shadow of the new moon, I am focused and free. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Mm -hmm. Just paying a little tribute to the Sagittarius new moon. So tomorrow is Josh's birthday. And well, tomorrow is right into that. Birthday. Yeah. Beautiful. I'll send those to you so you can share them with me. I will, definitely. So today we are talking about writing. Let me just say a little bit about Victor and then we're going to let you talk. Good. Good. <laughs> I heard yeah. that you like to talk. I I do. So I, it's, it's exciting. A, yeah. So I'll do my best to be brief. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> that we we need to manage our and time. We all love we talking. Will. We will. So who's gonna rein us in? Me. Me. <laughs> I'm good at doing the raining. <laughs> so Victor is a life and business coach, teacher, activist, artist, actor, liberation speaker and serial entrepreneur, minister, and strategist. His education includes Phillips Exeter Academy and a degree in economics from Wheaton College. He is currently the founder of Unleash Your Epic Life and Victory University. On top of all that, Victor is earning a dual master's in business administration at BU with a focus on community and global management. Very cool. Yeah. That is fantastic. Killing it. How old are you? Uh, 20. <laughs> <laughs> early 30s, early 30s. All right, all right. That is wonderful. Uh, no, that's really good. That's great. So we are talking to Victor today about writing. So let's let's talk writing because all three of us here love to write. Mm -hmm. So what do we want to say about writing? When, when did you start writing? When did writing become part of yeah. your life? Um, as your dog licks my hand here. <laughs> so, um, I actually started writing, uh, when I was a kid. Um, so, uh, I don't, I share with, with those who I know, uh, that I had, my life circumstances were very difficult growing up, moved around a lot and an outlet for me was just, uh, just writing. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it was interesting because as I was thinking about, uh, some of the questions that you put forth. I was like, why did I start writing? And then I realized that I started writing because I had a bunch of crushes. 
when I was like, <laughs> and I wanted to express that, oh, you know, like love so letters. You know, you know, I'd be listening to some songs on the radio and all that stuff, and I'm like, oh, you know, and so I write some poems. And then eventually it became an outlet for me to be able to deal with some of the stuff that was going on at home and all that stuff. So I started early on. Um, and then I was fortunate enough to have uh, teachers who noticed that I love to read. Uh, and so they would always encourage me to write a book report afterward, mm-hmm. which I didn't think was fun. So. No. <laughs> who likes reports? writing book reports? No, because then you have to comprehend. <laughs> Instead of enjoying the book, you got to think about so much. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yep. So. When did you though. start writing? When did you know I was, that? I was young. I was probably 10, 11 when I started like writing poems and writing in journals and yeah. a lot of writing. And it was, it was cathartic. Is that the right word? That's the that's the perfect word. It is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. Again, like same similar thing, the stuff going on in my childhood and that was like what I turned to as my like friend, I guess. I felt like my yeah. journals were my friend. Yeah, I mean I used my imagination, right? Like there were things that were going on uh, at home and I was just let me just imagine that I can sort of like change the outcome of everything that just happened. And so I just I would just go to town, you know, uh, lock myself up in my room and I would just try to kind of rewrite my experience if I could, you know. Oh, wow. That's yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. That's awareness. When I was a kid, I loved to write horror stories. Really? Horror has been like an underlying <laughs> theme of it. my whole life. I've always loved scary things. So I would always begin to write. I, I would think, I can write my own horror, my own horror, horror story. So I would start to write. But I never followed through. I never finished anything. Again, there's no blame here, but there was never any encouragement right. or curiosity. Like, what are you writing about? Right, right. Why don't you finish that? And I hated reading as a kid. Did you really? I really? never read book reports. I would get like the cliff notes or I would just breeze through each, ha- each chapter and do what I had to to get that book report written and pass and no leisure reading no really i didn't i started reading and became hmm. a lover of books a decade ago wow that's when things started to happen for me yeah. and that's when you know the i just love writing i just yeah and we talk about like writing. on i think every episode the practice like that journaling is a practice you know yes. i think it ties in perfectly to like meditation and just different spiritual practices it's like part of that process hmm. of it sounds like you like with intention setting and just kind of like creation and imagination and gets the juices flowing to motivate you in a lot of ways right yeah 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 i, I think for me it was a great uh Oh, you talk about. Hold on, let me back yeah, up because yeah. you talked about horror stories. Right. So I actually, uh, my the first book set of books that I could have access to because I went to public school uh, was uh, Goosebumps. Oh my oh, yeah. God! Yeah. <laughs> RL Stanley. Tons of them up in my <laughs> attic. <laughs> so I, yeah, I I loved reading those books, um, and I would also be terrified at night too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was reading Stephen King. <laughs> Whoa! Okay. Way beyond. Yeah, that's way there. beyond. That's way, I didn't get into Stephen King until much much later. Uh, actually, like six years ago, uh, a friend at work just like 
gave me his collection and I went to town on it. So I don't I, think I would have been able to read that thing when I was a kid. No I think way. I did do some leisurely reading because yeah. I did own Stephen King books. Oh, all right. Oh, so yeah. as long as it, it scared the hell out of me to the point that I was afraid to even get off my bed, then I, then I was ready to read it. Like I was willing With to our read wild it. imaginations anyway as kids. Like yeah. we were all pet. Everybody I talked to was petrified at night, like yeah. sweating underneath the sheets. Yeah, I would cover myself from toe to head, you know? If I don't look up from underneath the covers, nothing will get me. Yes, absolutely. Uh, But you you did, uh, yeah, well, I mean, writing, one of the things that that sort of came up as you were talking was that I was so anxious as a kid that it was a great opportunity for me to get out of my head. I'm good at intellect and I have really good memory, but I needed to really come back down and center and come back to my heart. Mm. I didn't know that that's what I was doing. Right. But I knew that I felt different yeah. when I was writing. And I felt like it was like my soul expressing itself, you know? Totally. Um, I just felt calm when I was doing it. So, uh, so I, yeah, any chance or any opportunity I got, I went for it. And I do believe there's that strong correlation of what we enjoy doing as children, right? And what our mission, our purpose, what we're supposed to be doing here as adults and often I'll go back to that and remind myself, yes, I do love to write. And now I have the tools necessary. I mean, I had the tools then, but I know more now. And when I come into that writing space, so let me just say this, and I would love to get your opinions on this. There's a big difference when I sit down to write feeling like I need to write, whereas coming into the energy of writing because I choose to write. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like so many times I'll sit down and, and like I have to write and nothing flows. Right. But once I shift that energy and think, no, this is what I want to do. Right. But why am I whispering right But now? I think <laughs> the two could go hand in hand because it's a muscle, right? It's like right. anything else. The more you practice, the easier it becomes. But it is it's more beneficial to be in a different mindset when you go into it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think we'll talk about that later, right? Um, but... For me, I felt that um, in terms in terms of the the writing, there were moments when I was, I guess, conditioned or taught to write to perform well to like get a grade, mm. and I could not. I, I like that just didn't feel right, and so I felt like a, a a difficulty that I had in writing early on was that like I didn't want to be graded. Like I just wanted to write for the the joy of writing. Mm. And and so I think that that a little bit to a, to a certain extent as a young mind, right, in the world, I'm like, well, I don't want to write, you know, because it's going to be graded. And for me, I it was yeah. again, it was it was an outlet. Right. So I I started really flowing in my guess, my strength or my skill or my gift when I did it for me. And that's there's a big difference between a teacher saying, where's your book report? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I think that I always <laughs> took any writing that we did that I did in school as I didn't even care what the teacher, I didn't care about the grade because it was like such a love of writing. And then the journal part was even deeper because that was private, which right. is kind of like what you're talking about. It was like, this is mine so I can be like wild. I always thought, geez, if someone finds, I still feel that way about my journal. <laughs> <laughs> someone finds this. Put that in a vault. Put that in a vault where no one can find I have, it. I already have some <laughs> contingency plans. Like, if I die, go there and burn that right away. Yeah. But, so, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I always notice envy and jealousy coming up within me when you talk about your childhood and when you talk about your love for writing at an early age and your journals. And, and I wish 
I had that awareness back then when yeah. I was a kid, but it, that, that wasn't my unfolding. My unfolding was supposed to happen later in mm-hmm. life. What is it that you love to write about? Um, so just, I guess, sure. in, general, in general, right? Because we're, we're going to get to the whole right. reason why we had you on today. But in yeah. general, what is it that motivates you to write? What do you love to write about? Ooh, uh, so that that's a tough one because I can hear <laughs> you go my, my brain just like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know there's so was, much that yeah. I li- like to write about uh, and I'm like thinking about your bio and yeah, I'm like he likes to write about like, everything <laughs> yeah so I'm a very curious mind and I love uh, sort of life and you know I think life is exciting and you know the rapture of life for me happens everywhere and every moment so there's some things that just like really like I, I get passionate about has partly probably to do with I am actually diagnosed with ADHD. It probably has to do with my That's ADHD. That's funny. I was gonna mention that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But were you diagnosing him? No, myself. <laughs> myself. <laughs> no, I was oh, not man. diagnosing him. Yeah. I was back to the it, it existed because like uh, so I'm 40. When I was in school, it was not a thing. But if it was a thing yeah. back then, I think I would have been diagnosed gotcha. with it. And it was a point of focus for me and it was I don't know just like an unraveling that I didn't get in right. any other aspect of my life so yeah. I can relate to what you just said about that yeah I, I, so I, I like to dissect life and um, I feel that it's uh, it's easy for me to like go inward and really understand like what's happening inside as the best way to yeah. put it you know so I like to talk about uh, wounding and woundology and 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 ways of healing. I love to talk about the sort of the distinction between like spirit, soul, mind, body. Um, you know, some people say spiritual. Uh, um, it's spiritual. Uh, I mean, I study theology, but I just feel like the, these are the things that really drive me crazy and and put you know set my heart on fire Mm -hmm. um so the first official actual like book that i finished which will be published at some point but was called the heart driven life you know um and that just really allowed me to kind of like touch my my wounds right Mm -hmm. right from a perspective of compassion and love and me uh allowing myself to heal myself you know mm-hmm. um but then I, I also love the creative part of me that wrote um a science fiction dystopian novel so you know oh, that's cool yeah yeah which i think is healing too oh my god yeah absolutely i mean i did it not with the intent of writing a, a novel right i did it because i was outlining my life trajectory right that's cool <laughs> and uh and then eventually it just you know, it kind of took life off uh, on its own. So that was what I was going to ask you. So you kind of take into account your life experiences, like you pull in all the different things that you've learned, your life experience, and then you create this like alchemy. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So again, I, so I wrote the hard driven life, and and, and so there's this like uh, experience that I so I, 2015 was a hard year for me, and then I went through a number of retreats. And I learned a lot of uh, practices, um, modalities, and, and, and different practices to 
to really look inward and to really ground yourself and, and be your most authentic self by really healing, right? Mm-hmm. And and having the liberty of allowing yourself to just be the, the most authentic you you can be. Mm-hmm. And so I came out of there and I'm like, I felt like I searched for all of this and which was like more than 10 retreats that I went mm-hmm. through. And, and, and I felt like I, I haven't been able to find a place where I could I could have someone talk to me about my heart and and, and, and why is it that I experience love and, and and this excitement for life from this place called the heart. Mm-hmm. So I searched and searched and couldn't find anything and then I figured, hey, let me just put something together. And uh, and then what happened was I said, well, now I have to apply it to myself. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah, All right. So yeah, yeah. so before I even release anything, I'm like, I have to apply it to myself. And so I started applying it to myself. And I'm like, whoa, like this is pretty cool. And then at some point I said, well, I have to reclaim my narrative. Um, and so what that meant was that I had to outline my life and look at those experiences that I felt were uh hurtful or painful and i had to sort of kind of like redeem them mm-hmm. and see them from my adult eyes um and it got me to victor frankel um and um uh, and and then it got me to joseph campbell mm-hmm. and so joseph campbell uh does monomyth and so he does this like 17 step approach to uh, a story so it's like the hero's journey mm-hmm. yeah so then I started realizing, I'm like, wait, I'm like, no wonder I love movies and this. I'm like, every single, like, great hero that we've, like, learned about has the same exact sort of 17-step approach. Yep. And no joke, I was, like, watching uh, Harry Potter. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something else because I was just <laughs> watching something. I'm trying to remember. It was about Joseph Campbell. Oh, and the really? 17, 17 steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just watching something, yeah. and now I have to remember what it was. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. My brain's no, over here. No, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, great. So so then I said, well, wait, hold on a second. I have this outline for my life, and I have the 17-step approach. Let me see if there is any, like, pattern. Because my brain picks up patterns. I love patterns. And I'm like, let me see if there's anything, like, there. And I saw some some connection there, and I was like, well, let me just see if I can create this story and, and imagine myself in a future world, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, like, went at it. and That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. The hero's journey. And there's many of them throughout a lifetime. Yeah. And, like, what came to mind when you were talking is, like, you went through with the retreats and everything, like, many, many kind of, like, rebirths within that container, too. It's, yeah. What's the movie, Becoming Joe? That's one that's about Joseph Campbell. I wrote it down when I was watching. I don't know what. I must have been falling asleep when I was watching it Mm -hmm. because I wrote down. Oh, no, I Googled. I looked up his book. It's, I don't remember the name of it. There's so many. Uh, Pathway to Bliss. No. Phenomenal book. No, no, no. I can't remember. There's so many. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's so many. I don't even remember what it was. We we just happened to cross it, and I thought, oh, I need to revisit this. I need to watch this when I'm... But almost Fully every movie, and, though, is like based on yes, and that's what steps. they that's what they were talking about in the show. So yeah. anyway, I'm I'm just gonna let that. That's go. cool though. <laughs> that you were with a thousand faces. You know, oh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it? it out. Maybe, maybe oh, we'll figure it out. So you came up with that on your own though, like the connection, the correlation. You were like, how? Because you had already started to write out a map of your life. 
Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah. And then you found the 17 steps and you decided to see if they could, you could integrate. Yeah. So I decided to see if I could like, you know, uh, integrate it. And then what I realized, I'm like, well, this is really coming to life. And, uh, and then I wanted to just kind of protect, right? Like I didn't want to expose anyone. So I created this imaginary world, um, what was it? It's Which the one? hero with a thousand faces. Hero with I, a thousand I put it faces. in my card on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Which is anyhow, anybody who's not heard of Joseph Campbell. Oh yeah. Should look him up. Yeah. Um, and so I thought. Get that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's and advice. yeah, I'm not getting any uh, royalties for that. I really mean that because <laughs> no, it's really monumental yeah. work. Yeah. But uh, but yeah yeah yeah. So I I just figured that's I like to experiment, you know, and I and I and I felt that um let's 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 see what happens and what comes about and you one of the things that you mentioned was like you know getting encouragement early on for developing your gifts and i i just i had some encouragement but i didn't have a structure and i felt like what was so important about this is that it gave me a structure Mm -hmm. right so it was like a skeleton that i could follow and then the ideas like just were so fluid after i had that structure beautiful and it yeah it flowed naturally so and what i'm i don't know maybe this could be i'm making this up in my imagination but <laughs> as you talk and something that i'm admiring is that you allowed the process to unfold naturally without any sense of urgency well thank you for bringing that up because uh it's interesting i posted i posted uh something on facebook and i was so delighted that i finally finished mm-hmm. and um and I just, I was thanking folks, right? And then, uh, and so as of late, like, folks are like, oh, what's going on with your book? And and uh, and so what's been happening is that you get to this space where you you realize that what you're doing, you're doing it for you. Mm. And then when you put it out there, then there's like that added pressure. And I felt for about a month or so, um, it, it kind of took me out of my game. Right, and then you're performing. That's what I was trying right. to say earlier yeah. about yeah. what is it when you sit down to write or anything like that? Yeah. Is it for other people? Yeah. And Are I've always felt like when I write, like I want to write it, but like I have a million Sorry, half written books, right? But then I feel like this weird sense of urgency that I'm almost like doing it for other like people. Like I get into a mode where I'm like in the flow, but then yeah. there's a shift where it's like yeah. becomes not about just discovery anymore right right. you know so i don't know if that's yeah no it's very true for me i mean and so i actually had to stop for a little bit and then i said you know i have to um step away and then and then go back to what i know how to do best which is just try to enjoy life for what it is and so i recently um i don't want to sound all bougie or anything like that but i went away to you know i was in europe right and but that was part of the experience was oh great I'll get to go to Europe, uh, but part of it was also like let me just get away from it all, and and not think about pressure, and uh, what what's great is that um, uh, my the world like when you're writing it's interesting right because I never understood like when someone like when I would read these books I'm like. How the heck did this person write like a 500 page book? I like, read all these details. I'm like, how is that even possible? Right? It's so true. But, right, so, but here's the thing it's like you get into it almost like a trance. Yeah. And then you just receive 
and then you can see it's like a movie that you mm-hmm. can see right and so and 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 i couldn't get there anymore mm-hmm. because of the sense of urgency and uh and so i had to release the sense of urgency for performance rather than the sense of urgency to share something that hopefully will impact just one individual. I say mm-hmm. that all the time. Just well, one soul. It sounds like though, right. Just one soul. If you tie it all together, that you stepping back, taking a trip, right, was like probably your learn. It's a process, but it's yeah. like your practices. You had to remind yourself to come yeah. back and become like the observer. Like what took me there originally? And it's like to simplify and come right. back to, like you said, enjoying life. Right, right, right. I even, yeah, even, like, with the publishers and stuff, I'm like, look, guys, like, I need you guys to, like, just back up a little bit. I don't want to talk about business. I don't want to talk about marketing. <laughs> right. I just, I, I feel like I, I'm I'm enjoying this process. And I could let it go. And, and I haven't yet, but I will. <laughs> uh, I, I will. I mean, there's a couple things that I feel like I need to fine-tune. Because, again, it's about the integrity of the world that you're creating. Right. So like I, I, I've been given something and I feel like it's my personal responsibility to offer it in the best way possible. Which so. is why a lot of books have a lot of additions. Right. Because I think that the authors recognize and they grow and they evolve and they say, you know, what, I want to recreate the integrity of the information that I originally gave because right. now... And I can My apply per- that to this right here. <laughs> right, yeah. Absolutely. How we have started from scratch right. and evolving, and there have been moments I've wanted to go back and do it over, yeah. but it doesn't matter. We're just right. editing as we go. Right. right, yeah. And you talk about how, you know, you went to Europe for a while, which I'm really happy that you had the opportunity to do that. Yes, it was nice. And I Where noticed go, that in way? myself, even if I'm yeah, we'll writing a blog entry, Right. I'll sit down and I'm in an energy and all of a sudden that's gone. And I don't go to Europe, but I go walk into the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, every time you can't go to Europe. I mean, if I had a private jet, you know, you know, gas prices Big were lower. You know, I, mean, like, I really have to go to Europe. <laughs> same idea, though. Same idea. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, Stepping okay, I need away. to step away from this because I'm not feeling it's authentic. It's right. not me that's really coming through here. And why? Yeah. And for myself, what I find is I'm wondering what the other person might think. So when I get into that energy, I have to stop writing because then I'm not writing for myself. I'm not writing authentically. And if I can change the life of one soul, yeah. it's all worth it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you mentioned you're not writing from your most authentic space. And, uh, and what I realize is... so. This is the, the, these are my own words, right? Um, and my own observation is for me, uh, I'm, I noticed that even my, myself and even as I'm observing friends and when I'm at a retreat or whatever, I've noticed that we go between the program self, like the person who we thought we were, and the real us. Mm-hmm. And when the, the person who we thought we were and the programming that we have experienced... When that person steps in and sort of kind of like adopts you, right? Like it, it, they hijack you, mm-hmm. the real you, then, then the real you can't continue to be influential in, in the world uh, in the way that you're meant to be. So for me, that, that's what I've realized. And, uh, and, and so it's not easy. I mean, and I mention this because, again, I have – so I have uh, – photographic memory so for me some of my past experiences i've had to wrestle a long time 
try my best to not be triggered so that I can just be here and be present, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, yeah. I love when you was talking that I had this whole like vision of like, we're always kind of doing this dance with like just a veil between yep. yeah. us and like our, the right. essence, what we were talking about before, right. essence and then the programming yeah. and sure. And before you got here, we were having conversation about something completely different, and we talked about someone self-diagnosing or someone diagnosing someone else. That's why I said it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I was not. I didn't take that personal. <laughs> so were you diagnosing? Oh, no. I've self-diagnosed that. If I lived in today's world in school with the same brain that I had back when I was oh, little, yeah. I probably would have been. Yeah, yeah. You know, they would have said I had ADD or whatever, which is almost just like imagination and creativity to mm. me. Which wild, is a little wild, right? You know? Well, which is stifled too, right. and I think that that was one of my major <laughs> issues. Like, I, I really, I wouldn't say that I, there are many periods in my life where I blossomed, and I really blossomed when I was able to go to pri- private school. I mean, mm-hmm. I had the fortunate opportunity of being a, you know, good student and a good and student athlete, and I went to uh, Phillips Academy, um, and it was just a whole different environment. I've heard uh, that's pretty, that's an amazing experience. Did you live there too? Yeah, I lived yeah. there too, right? Yeah. So like, and, and, and it wasn't like students were in a row and they had to be quiet and they had to like, you know, like we all learned from one another, you know, we actually faced each other in a round table and we had dialogue and discussion. We were taught how to actually uh, analyze uh, books and, and how to teach a course or a class and... Wow. I mean, yeah, so, so I, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like sometimes it's also the environment that we're in that, that yeah. sort of induces that for us. That one sort of, like, pulled out the potential, and yeah. whereas sometimes, like you said, it gets stifled. And, Absolutely. Right. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. What happens a lot on this podcast is... We get, <laughs> moments we, of silence. We get into conversation, <laughs> and I'm feeling, and I'm thinking, and... I yes. just want that silence for like I can three or four your minutes. So I, yeah. Can. Yeah. <laughs> I can smell it. So tell us about your new book that is in the process of being published. What's its title? Uh, so the title is uh, The Adventures of Eli and the Quest for the Seven Scrolls. For what scrolls? The Seven Scrolls. Seven Scrolls. Okay. I love that. Would you like to tell us a yeah. little bit about it? Yeah, sure. So uh, Eli is this very interesting uh, little boy. Uh, he was at, it's a futuristic world, um, 2231. Um, it's a dystopian novel, meaning that the world was in chaos and humanity's trying to really, I guess, um, recreate the world in many ways. Um, and so Eli, uh, is unique in that he uh, was born with scars, um, or at least that's the, the narrative in the story. I can't give it all away. No, no, no. no, no. I we don't want you to. I'm already hooked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so the thing is, though. Um, so I think it's important for me to mention this. So Eli has these scars, and and so Eli, in many ways, has been sort of like rejected, and he's been seen as different because of these scars. He doesn't know where they come from. Nobody knows where they come from. And the scars for me, um, because of my healing process, what I thought was 
and externalization of the wounds that we all carry mm. that are not seen. And I thought that it was important to have a character who actually displayed these wounds and to see how people would react to those wounds. In a world where they were completely ignored. Yeah. yeah or absolutely. non-existent. Or non-existent. Quote, unquote. Yeah, yeah. And so people vicariously in this futuristic world are now living through like virtual reality because they want to escape reality. Mm-hmm. Because they don't want to deal with their emotions or with how difficult life has become. Um, or the recognition the of their internal wounds. Or the recognition of their internal wounds. <laughs> I mean, we can go, you know, we can. I love it. We, I love there are layers and yeah. layers and layers. Um, so the book of Eli is, is, is Eli uh, goes on this hero's journey. Uh, it's his uh, 12th birthday, going to be 13, coming of age story. Um, goes back to sort of India where he was originally adopted from and uh, there's a chase that ensues and based on this chase he falls from a waterfall and he lands uh, down a stream of river where he has one of his friends uh, monkey um, and and he's a talking monkey and monkey oh, is his com- <laughs> his, <laughs> is, is his companion mm. um, and, and monkey guides him to um, this temple uh, and his family has been divinely selected and chosen uh, to protect uh, the seven scrolls mm. and the seven scrolls have been dispersed and it's up to him to actually go on this journey to find those seven scrolls before uh, Majestic who is the uh, who's the, the villain before he finds him. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so it's pretty cool. I want to read neat. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's When's great... it due out? I know you've had a little. You've been <laughs> I know. Postponed. So now you're bit. in the process of of honing it even more. Yeah. So so. How do you? There are parts of. There are parts of the world, that I feel uh, need a little bit of uh, more like refining. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also. What I'm seeing is like, so this is a series, um, and uh, I I I do intentional things uh, in the book where I kind of like I drop little hints about real historical facts uh, that I want people to like be curious about, you know. That's cool. Well, that's and, one of the questions I had here. Like, <laughs> what is your hope for this book? Yeah. Uh, ooh. I, I, so that yeah yeah I mean yeah. so that's a that's a that's a loaded question. So I, ultimately, what I would want is if there is, whew, if there's a little Victor out there, um, or Victoria, <laughs> um, that that little Victor or Victoria would be able to read this book, and um, that they would feel understood. Um, um, and so I'm hoping that I can, you know find myself inside public schools and kids reading my book um or anywhere uh, where people feel either isolated uh bullied or misunderstood um uh so anyone who is experiencing with any of those issues especially i think it's difficult being a uh a teenager or being a young adult any it's difficult being any age now but i feel like with teenagers and with access to so much information Hmm. and all that stuff and bullying and cyberbullying and all that stuff that's happening. Um, I hope that I can, you know, 
yeah, that that book lands in front of someone who's insecure, uh, doesn't have affirmation, validation, uh, support system or something. They could open that book and, and be understood. I get the feeling that the book would ground someone that might be in that situation to themselves. It, like, tethers them to something. And I yeah. also adults. We had a couple of episodes where we talked about the inner child, right? So even as that. adults reading that, yeah. you know, you can go back and do some work and explore yeah. in a different way. So I'm hoping that folks see that in the book, what I did was, you know, the, the heart-driven life are a series of practices to really heal, uh, strengthen, and, and live from a heart-centered place. Um, and uh, and I can only do that because um, because of the love of God and how I define God and I'm I'm a Christian and um, you know I, I love the idea of you know Jesus and but with the practices of would you be confident enough just to say that you love Jesus? I love Jesus. Yeah, right. absolutely. Because <laughs> you said absolutely. the idea of Jesus, so I just oh yeah. oh no 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 yeah okay. no no I love yeah okay. absolutely All I'm right. I'm very transparent about that. I love um, that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I studied theology, so I think I have a different perspective on how we view Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so, with 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 the book, what I tried to do was, I was like, you know, if if let's say if I were J.K. Rowling, you know, and and if I could take that and then apply some practices that could be inserted in the book that people could actually use, you know, like right. mirror work. Yep affirmations yeah now you're talking my language you know and so that's what i that's what i did um so what seed i'm seed planting i imagine I, yeah. Field, yeah a whole bunch of them just yeah. got planted right well, here but that's what his book is full of yeah seeds. yeah so i just like did you know a couple of things here and there just to like you know if someone were to be like hey let me try this uh you know hopefully it it plants a seed and and they can again go for that search and figure out more a little bit about personal uh transformation healing mm. all that you could have a work that goes with your book yeah i know and it's interesting because i got overwhelmed <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, okay I'm when sorry. this comes out you don't have recommend to do it to anything. clients <laughs> don't yeah well i spoke well we know we know you know Vinny, right you know you yeah. know Vinny, Vinny, yeah. Vinny master is a good friend of ours and uh and so i talked to Vinny about it and i was like hey Vinny, you know i, I really want to have a workbook but man i don't know that i have the bandwidth man like right now right <laughs> i don't know that i have the bandwidth but yeah, yeah, I think I, I think it, it would be important for me to have a workbook mm-hmm. associated with it. That's not just kind of like your typical, you know, like a work workbook for for books. It's like right. you know, who's the main character? It could be like choose your own adventure god, workbook. Oh god, that brought me back to childhood and book reports. <laughs> oh yeah, I never asked sorry, me sorry, again. sorry. Did I trigger you? Did I trigger <laughs> you? No, we want your best self here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, oh, that's you know, amazing. I, I, I think that one of the things that I would also want to give to anyone is this, the possibility that you can write your own story. Mm-hmm. Amen. Like, yeah, right now. I've been doing that my whole life. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, like, we are doing it unconsciously. Let's start doing it consciously. Yes. Yeah, I was doing it unconsciously and it really for a very works. long time. But now it's so super awesome. Yeah. The earlier you start, too, it's like the more momentum you gain. Right. And then you start to see 
Right. You start to see and see so and see. What and what I'm noticing is I sent you so many interview questions, right? But I'm not we haven't even any of them. I didn't even look at them. So, <laughs> what would you say then to anyone who's listening who wants to write more? Who? Uh, who wants to write more? Yeah. Who wants to? I feel like, like. Well, can I back well, this a little yes, bit? So yeah. a lot of um, like clients and students or whatever would will say, I love the idea of journaling, but I feel like. So there's like this perception of journaling that is just like today I did that like <laughs> you know what I mean and yeah. so I guess talk about how that that's not what it is right, right. like right. it's not about detailing your the, your hour by hour of each day yeah true yeah. journaling right yeah I mean it could be anything mm-hmm. it, well here's the thing I sorry it seems I was like just gonna open say. that question up to all of us yeah. Yeah, okay, good. Okay. Great. No, 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 go yeah, ahead. Yeah. You go first. You're our guest. So, uh, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I think, um, look, there's just, there are things that we're passionate about. And I think it's important to honor that. You know, you need, we all need to breathe. We all need to drink water. We all need to sleep. And the heart needs to feel that passion or that love for something. So it's just, just give yourself the opportunity, like give yourself the permission. Don't wait for somebody else to tell you or to go to a retreat, pay 10, 15, $20,000, spend 20 years going to a therapist. Again, I'm not knocking all of this. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, just allow yourself to give yourself the permission to just write about whatever you're, you're passionate Play about. Play around. Yeah. You know, if you see a beautiful sunset, like, oh my God, this beautiful sunset. And it's not about writing a beautiful sonnet or something like that. It's no. just just write about it or just talk about it. Maybe record your own voice or mm. something. It's just nice to to acknowledge, be present enough in the moment to be grateful for that miracle that you saw. Yeah, beautifully said. You know? Right. Maybe so a little courage to just express. Right. Yeah, with no expectations and... Yeah, There's that word and there. also that it, I yeah. really do believe that it is a muscle, right? So that's right. like the more you practice, Agreed. the easier it flows, you know, or Agreed. the more you kind of know how it's going to work for you and like how you can set yourself up. You talked about that earlier, Shauna, for a successful journaling or writing session. Right. Or a social media yeah. post. Or right. whatever, yeah. I mean, we all right. do that. Right. We all right. take to our writing and express ourselves in some way, and we put sure. it out there on social media. I'm friends with both of you. I've seen, we're all doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. For me personally, it's releasing the habit or the need to care what other people think about my writing. And that's something that has been part of my process, is I'm not writing for you. I'm writing for me with the hope that you'll read it. Right. I'm writing from a place of, of heart-centered love for myself and the passion. You mentioned passion. Right. A lot of my writing is around my own healing and the practice of vulnerability because I want to inspire other people to do the same because right. there's so much power in it. So I guess my suggestion or my advice to those listening and watching is just do it for the fun of it because you want to do it. Right. Just put pen to paper, start typing, whatever it is, and just let it flow with, here we go again, detaching from the outcome. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And, and, and uh, I love what you're mentioning, and even as, as you're describing it, like you're using your body. Mm. Right. 
-hmm. Like you're grounded, right? And if we're aware enough, sometimes it does take a practice. I will I will share that once I ended up going through whatever I went through in 2015, and that was sickness, divorce, loss of businesses, and all that. Um, re like religiously, like every single day mm -hmm. for about three and a half, four years. Uh, well, yeah, three and a half. Sometimes I skipped here and there, but I really like whether it I sang a song, whether it was I looked in the mirror, whether it was an affirmation, whether it was I was doing some form of art, but something to honor me before I went out in the world. Mm -hmm. I did that. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a great I, way to put it—to honor yourself and then you calling it art too, because it is calling it art. Yeah, whatever it might be. I didn't right? know you did mirror work. It's something I didn't know about you. Oh well, yeah. I mean, I think what I realized was, um, even though I was in a you know in the faith community, and even though I um, you know talked about you know having a personal relationship with with. Um, God and how we define God and um, it was always about out there it was never about like me allowing myself to love myself right and at some point um, <laughs> so I, I got divorced and some of my friends were like dude like are you ever gonna go back on a date again and I'm like you're gonna move past that and I said uh, I think even before I do that man I need to I need to date me. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. I need to date me, and so what I realized, I was like, wait, I I need to just acknowledge me, right? And have, have validate me and acknowledge me and love me, and and I've I said, I need to comfortably look at myself in the mirror. One day I said that, you know, and I said, well, let me do that, and I realized I was like, well, that kind of helps, and uh, and then I started doing some stuff with like public speakers and they were like you know i always get in front of the mirror i was like oh okay well let me just continue to do that yep but yeah that's and so even to this day even before i got here i was like you know i was like i looked at myself in the mirror i'm like you're magnificent mm -hmm. and you're gonna show up and you're gonna speak from the heart and uh it's gonna be great it's gonna be amazing I love that. And, and you, you have, practice. Yep. and you did. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I know. This has been great. Right. Time flies. This yes, it craziness. does. Okay, so Victor. You're telling me we're done here? Yeah. Oh, we wow. Could, we could just keep talking. Quick. I know. Yeah, wow. I know. Wild, yeah. Right. yeah. Please tell our audience how they can find you, how they can connect with you. Uh, Sure. Uh, so if you want to connect with me... um. Reach out to Shauna. No, I'm joking. Yeah, just find me on Facebook, Victor A. Martinez. Uh, Instagram is Victorious, uh, V-I-C-K-2-R-I-O-U-S. And you could also, honestly, just uh, send me an email. Um, it's Victory. Well, Victory University. So it's V-I-C-T-O-R. Y-O-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y at gmail.com. And we can have this yeah, in the We're going to have all yeah, of this on, great. on right our, to the description. And also your Unleash Your Epic Life page. Yeah, and the Unleash uh, Your Epic Life. Um, been ramping that up uh, in 2020. Uh, really going to be releasing some unique 
uh, tools and practices that uh, will hopefully empower people to really, you know, unleash their, the, the best version of themselves on a day-to-day basis. So. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Thank so, you so much. This was great. Yes, it was. Good. Um, I'm before glad. before good we totally wrap up, I just want to read this one other thing about the Sagittarius new moon. Today is about truth, letting go of the old way of doing things that is keeping you stuck. Be aware what, of what is hindering progress. Don't wait for those stuck in indecision. Choose your own path and move forward, blazing new trails. I'm Shauna. You can find me at Shauna Gulbrand everywhere. <laughs> I'm Jennifer. You can find me at journeyomyoga.com. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for listening and for watching, and we wish you a beautiful day. Thank you, Victor, for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you.